In Isaiah 5.20, it says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, light darkness and darkness light, bitterness sweet and sweet bitterness. We live in a world, sadly, that has lost its compass, its direction. So it's living basically out of a total lie. Some of our leaders have no reason that what they think goes against even reason and common sense. They've lost their compass. They don't know which way is up and which way is down. They're clueless. And because of that, this is the state of affairs. And Herod is a perfect example of that. Herod is someone that it was said at the time, I'd rather be Herod's dog than his son. And he died a horrendous death. So he hears about Jesus. And he is shaken. He's threatened. He's power hungry. No peace in his life. So what does he do? Take out the problem, so to speak. When the fact is that this problem, who he sees as is Jesus, is really the answer to every problem that ever existed at all times, all places, in all people. He is the only solution, Jesus Christ. But for him, he, is, he has so lost his compass, the direction of his life, that he calls goodness itself evil, and he must get rid of it. To whatever degree the human heart does not have peace, it always looks for a, a way to compensate. To whatever degree the human heart does not have a sense of being loved, it looks for power, the total opposite. The only true authority is God, and God is love. So both go hand in hand. And we live in a world today because the enemy hates innocence. That's why anything that is innocent, and we find in our schools what they're teaching, totally against innocence, to destroy innocence in children because the enemy, okay, the father of this world, which we have let him be, society has let him be, the Lord of this world hates innocence because he hates the innocent one, Jesus Christ. So he has invented so many ways to destroy purity and innocence. And sadly, even in the church, we've lost sight in that. In some of our leaders, they don't realize the importance of innocence, purity, and purity of heart. God, the Gospel of St. Matthew chapter 5, when speaking about purity of heart, it says, Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Now, we need to ask, and I want to recommend humbly, to whatever degree we struggle with the lack of purity of heart, asking Our Lady, let her finish, let her do 
through the power of the Holy Spirit, form in us not just purity, but a deepening of our relationship with Jesus Christ, the pure one. Because we're not just a project for God. God wants this love affair with us. And on the way, we will grow in purity of heart and innocence. For those who lost their innocence very young, or you might know someone, and they wish they could turn the clock back, that's a temptation of the enemy. God can make you and I more pure and innocent now, even if we've lost our innocence. I lost mine at the age of 14 in looking for love in the wrong places. And yet now I know he's more than recovered it. Not just recovered it, I wouldn't trade anything. Because guess who gets all the applause? All the praises. God, what a work he's done. So, to whatever degree, and be careful of, one thing is have contrition. Contrition, our eyes are offered to God, are lifted to God. But lamenting, that can be self-centered. Okay? So, the innocent one is, our, is Jesus. He's given that innocence in its completeness to Our Lady. So let's ask Our Lady to take us by the hand. And one more point. I've given retreats to women who have had abortions. And those who work and are healed in that, if they grow in their relationship with God, have a great, incredible relationship with Jesus Christ. Who's heard of Dorothy Day? She's, she's on her way. I think she's venerable now. She had an abortion. She had an abortion. And today she's on her way to be canonized. So though your sins are like scarlet, Isaiah 118 says, I shall make them white as snow. I wish I could say more. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Please stand.